Hey, this is Nathan Jenkins from Loon Mountain Ministry, and I want to thank you for checking out our podcast today. We welcome you to join us, the trees, the rocks, and all of creation as we worship our great God. Enjoy the message. Good morning, everyone. Today we're going to be reading uh, from Proverbs chapter 15, a few select verses. If you would remain standing and read with me. A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. The tongue of the wise makes knowledge appealing, but the mouth of a fool belches out foolishness. Gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. The lips of the wise give good advice. The heart of a fool has none to give. The Lord detests the sacrifice of the wicked, but he delights in the prayers of the upright. Everyone enjoys a fitting reply. It is wonderful to say the right thing at the right time. The Lord detests evil plans, but he delights in pure words. The heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. The mouth of the wicked overflows with evil words. This is Proverbs 15, verses between 1 and 28. All right. Thank you, crew. You may be seated. Uh, before I get going on my sermon, I'd like to call up my buddy Matthew over here. Actually, let's go down here, Matthew. We'll grab one of these microphones. Um, Matthew, it's really cool. He is going, I, I kind of am a little jealous. Oh, it's off. There it goes. I'm a little jealous. I love outdoor ministry, and I get to ski about 100, and 100 days a year. And uh, if you uh, come back uh, in the middle of the winter, I promise it won't be this hot, and we'll do a church service. But Matthew is headed literally from the end of this service out to Colorado to do outdoor ministry. And I want him to share really quick with us, and then we're going to pray for him after he gets done sharing. So tell us about it, Matthew. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I went to the University of Maine where I was part of the Christian ministry crew. It used to be called Campus Crusade for Christ, and I really was able to grow a lot in my faith there. Um, and I'm going to be taking a year to work with them out in Colorado, and I'll be working on campus to reach students with the gospel. But then also I'll be um, leading outdoor trips, so like hiking, camping, rock climbing. So really similar to what Marcus does here with Moon Ministry, um, really trying to connect people to God with the outdoors. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to be leaving from here. Um, and driving out west. And so really what ended up leading me to do this, I you know, planned on graduating and going into my field, but then really felt called by God to serve him with this year after I graduated. Um, so I've been um, trying to raise support and um, really trying to fundraise this entire summer. And I'm about 87% fundraised. So Sweet. just trying to you know, get to 100% and really trusting God for you know, that final um, amount that I have left. So if you have an interest in, you know, hearing more about this and either joining my prayer team or financial team, you know, I'd love to connect with you after the service. Um, yeah. And thank you. Yeah. Well, if you would do me a favor, let's extend a hand toward Matthew. I'll put a hand on him and you can look right. I know. Thank you. They're, they're applauding for you. That's pretty cool. Hey. That's cool. Not a lot of kids graduate college and say, Hey, my friends are off buying $60,000 trucks with their sign-on bonus for an engineering degree. Uh, I might want to go and hang out with smelly college students more for no money and tell them about Jesus. So uh, we're going to pray for him. God, we love Matthew, and we love the heart that you've given him, and we love that you've called him to this ministry. Lord, out in Colorado, the mountains are majestic, and people go there, God, to, to just kind of be 21 forever. 
and just go there for no responsibility and just be in the mountains. But in it, God, they find that they're still not satisfied. And a lot of kids in college, God, have a lot of questions about who they are and what their place is in this thing and where did we all come from. So give, uh, give, God, give Matthew wisdom, God. Give him strength. Give him compassion. And uh, thank you that he's going to carry a, a message of hope and life and truth to these kids out there in Colorado. Continue to show him where you're providing for him financially as he goes. And that's pretty cool, Lord, that he's going to be leaving a mountaintop in New England, prayed for by people in New England. Who says we don't pray for anybody here in New England? <laughs> we love you, Jesus, and we send Matthew to Colorado in the name of Jesus. Amen. amen. Thank All right, you. brother. You're welcome, dude. Colorado. Maybe I might have to come visit you. <laughs> There's some really cool ski resort ministries out there, too, so he'll hopefully get connected with them. But uh, as you saw on your bulletin, we are in the book of Proverbs, and we are doing a chapter per Sunday. There's about 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. There's about usually 31 days in a month. If reading the Bible is not part of your ritual, not part of your routine, you need to make it that way. And if you're going to tell me I don't have time, that's a bunch of baloney. You know why? Because since the invention of social media, there is now 4.5 billion social media users. That's been an, hour of two, an average of two and a half hours a day on social media. That's 125,000 years a day. Let me say that again. That's 125,000 years a day being spent on social media. Well, last I checked, 100 years ago, there were 24 hours in a day. Now in 2022, there are 24 hours in a day. So they've come, we have come up with time for social media. It's not new time that we're finding. We're taking it from somewhere else. The Word of God is living and active. It has the ability to show you things that nothing else can. It is important that you incorporate it into your life. Me included. And it's not easy. I get it. I'm paid to read it, and I still struggle. Okay? I still struggle. But one thing that's really easy is a proverb a day keeps the fool away. Now, I don't know about you, but I can be pretty foolish. So just grab it. What's, like, what's today's date? The What's this on the front of your bulletin? The 7th. So you can just flip to Proverbs 7 later tonight. Just read it. Buckle up. That one is about sexual promiscuity. So um, buckle up. Anyway, now some of you will read it. See what I did there? Pretty good, aren't I? <laughs> I'm go check that one out. Um, so a proverb a day keeps the fool away. I love it. My dad is here, and he's born and raised in western Maine like me. Where are Mainers? Where's my Mainers at? I know i got some Mainers here. A couple Mainers out back. You're a Mainer. That's right. Well, in Maine, before there was Craigslist, before there was Facebook Marketplace, before there was eBay, there was this thing that came out on Thursday mornings at your local corner store in paper called the Uncle Henry. And the Uncle Henry was a swap, sell, and trade magazine. Man, is it awesome. I mean, you can find anything you want. But there was just one category in the Uncle Henry that you better make sure that you had that Uncle Henry right when it came out Thursday morning and you looked in the Uncle Henry even while you were standing in line to buy it at the corner store. And it was right in the middle. And if you opened right in the middle of the Uncle Henry, you would come to free for the taking. And if you didn't get that right then, it would be gone if it was good. Well, your Bible is the same way. Your Bible, if you got one of the, 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 the you know, you've got your cell phones, whatever. Oh, Matthew, can I see yours? 
Let's see if I'm going to do this. This is probably going to prove me wrong. Do this upside right here. Look at this thing, okay? This is awesome. This is a college student Bible right here. I'll tell you that much right now. Um, if you take a Bible about this size and you open right in the middle, let's see how I do it. Oh, God has a sense of humor. This is pretty funny. I opened to the book of Song of Solomon. Whoa, I know, I know. If you open it in the middle, right, that was like two pages to the left, it's the book of Proverbs. And I would like to say to you, the book of, book of Proverbs is wisdom free for the taking. It's free for the taking. The book of Proverbs says, lady wisdom. Like how it uses the word lady. Come on, ladies. Come on. Wisdom and lady go together. Sorry, guys. It just does. It says, lady wisdom cries out in the public for anyone that would listen. And today we're in Proverbs chapter 15. And I've actually already preached a sermon just a couple weeks ago in Proverbs 13 on this very subject. But I know that I need to learn from this today. And I could preach on this subject every Sunday if you knew me. Okay? Finish this saying for me. Sticks and stones may break, but words will never hurt me. What a lie. What a lie. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Before I get into that, if I was to say, hey guys, I've read the whole Bible, I've studied it, and I have found a theme in there that it tells over and over and over again, and it must be that God really wants me to get this because he's repeated himself over and over and over again. God's kind of like my wife. When my wife wants me to get something, she repeats herself over and over again, right? So God, when he wants us to get something, and if I said to you, I found what it was, would you like to know what it is in the Bible? Well, I found what it is. The Bible has a lot to say about what you and I say. Let me say that again. The Bible has a lot to say about what you and I and the human race say, our words. Man. It talks more about words than it does about sin. It talks more about words than it does about hell. It does talks more about words than it talks about uh, going to church or reading your Bible. What we say means a lot to God. And if you start looking through your Bible and you go with that in mind, you're like, oh my word, there's a verse on what I should say or shouldn't say. There's a verse on what I say. There's a verse what happens when I say the good thing. Oh my word, there's a verse that happens if I say the wrong thing or the mean thing. It's unbelievable from Genesis to Revelations how much what we say is talked about. So I told you we did it all together. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. Complete lie. You know how I know it's a complete lie? I did some research. And it's kind of sad research. In 2016, the suicide rate among teenagers was 8 to 100,000. 8 to 100,000. In 2019, the suicide rate among teenagers is 14 to 100,000 and growing. And 22 is even more. Words hurt. What has been invented? What has changed? Social media. And social media is 
words. Some of it is hilarious. So funny, right? Some of it is extremely addicting, right? My wife and I and kids in 2019 hiked the Appalachian Trail as my sabbatical. And one of my mentors challenged me. He said, I challenge you to do it without your cell phone, Marcus. And I was like, five months without my cell phone? He's like, yeah. I said, okay. And so I put my cell phone down for five months. Man, you should have seen what happened to that thing when I turned it on. It like levitated. Wow, it's pretty cool. But you know what I found out on the trail? These guys are going on a big hike. How many people like to hike, right? Now, how many love that feeling when your backpack comes off, right? It's the best part and the worst part of your day, right? All wrapped into one. It's the best part because oh, I've made it and this big weight on my back's coming off. It's the worst part because like, oh, I'm done and in a minute I'm probably going to be in a car and head back to real life and I'm not going to be in the woods anymore. It's the same thing with skiing. The best part of my day and the worst part of my day is taking my ski boots off, right? There's nothing better than taking ski boots off and going into Birkenstocks. Who loves going into Birkenstocks after a ski boot? It's the best. Birkenstocks with socks in the winter, it's the best. But it's the worst part of my day because the ski day is over. Well, what's interesting, right, was when I got home from the Appalachian Trail and I turned my phone on, a mentor challenged me. And what I began to see is that this phone was just like my backpack. And this carries the responsibility and my connection with the ministry and connection with other people and my email and my text message and my Facebook message and my Instagram message and my phone calls. All of it comes through this thing. And it's like a backpack. It's pretty ridiculous to think if you are on a long hike. So you guys are going to go on a long hike. How weird would it be when you get to your camping destination at the end of the hike if while you got dinner ready, while you packed up your tents, or put up your tents, while you filtered water, while you boiled water, that you did it all with your backpack on. Do you think your friends or your, 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 your leader would be like, hey, dude, you can take your backpack off, bro. Right? That would look really weird on the Appalachian Trail after we hiked 17 miles that day to walk around the campsite with my backpack on. Folks, we need to treat our phones the same way. You need to come to a time in your day where you take your backpack off and you rest. You don't answer that email from work. You don't take that text message from that person. You take it off. And then there was these beautiful things on the Appalachian Trail called zeros. And that means you did zero miles that day. So you call it a zero day. Like, oh, I can't wait. My next zero is when I get to this town. I'm going to take a zero. Oh. You need to do that in your calendar. The Bible calls it a Sabbath. You need to take a red Sharpie in your calendar, and you need to take a zero around days, the Bible says each week, where you put the backpack down. A zero. Words are really, really important. And my job, my living, is with words. And what i got to be careful is when you talk a lot, like I do, the odds of you saying something that's inappropriate 
or hurtful to somebody else or negative to somebody else, the odds of that just goes up with the more words you say. The Bible's clear. It says, even a fool seems wise when they shut their mouth. That's what it says. Even a fool appears wise when they don't say something. Right? They do. But it says, many words leads to trouble. Have you ever tried to talk your way out of something? Gets worse, doesn't it? Guys, telling a lie isn't worth it. Because if you keep it going, the longer you keep it going, the bigger the story has to be. Before your arms are not long enough to tell how big the fish was. Right? So words are really important. And the Bible has a lot to say about words. I'd like to read you some of what the Bible says about words. Remember that statistics I shared about the growing suicide rate among teenagers? Society, we're going to talk about it. We have to talk about it. I think it's not good that we don't talk about it. Guys, you know what the difference is in the change of percentage? Girls. Up until 2000 and about 8 or 9, boys led the way in suicide tendencies, suicide follow-through, and teenage kids. Since the invention of social media, girls have overtaken them. It's really sad. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me is a lie. And you know why it's a lie? John chapter 1 says this. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Guys, let me say that again. The word became flesh. Who likes Christmas? Who loves Christmas? Because it's the beginning of ski season. And it's a lot colder than right now. The word became flesh is Jesus coming to earth. We can celebrate Christmas. The word of God became flesh. Guys, when we speak, it has the power to become flesh. Meaning, when a girl hears something negative said to her over social media, it becomes flesh and she believes that about herself. When you speak positive or beautiful words of life over your children or over your family, over your, your, your marriage, over your coworkers, it takes on flesh. It becomes words of hope and peace. A famous person said this, words are free. It is how you use them that costs. Words are free. It is how you use them that costs. Here's some things that the Bible says about words. Evil words destroys one's friends. Wise discernment rescues the godly. Ever lost a friend over something that you said? Think about it. How do words start? Words. How do families end? Words. How do marriages end? Words. How do friendships end? Words. Proverbs 15, gentle word brings life and health. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Proverbs 16, kind words are like honey. We're in New England. Kind words are like maple syrup. Sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. 
Proverbs 18, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Don't think your words are that big deal? Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Ouch, that's pointed right at me. I love to talk. Maybe you are a gifted communicator. What we know about God is that a gift is from Him is for somebody else. So if God has given me a gift of communication, it is not for me. It is for His glory and others' goods. That's when you know a gift is from God. It's for someone else. Maybe you are a gifted communicator. That's awesome. It's not for you. It's for somebody else. Words can be a life-giving water. Words are true wisdom. They're They're refreshing like a bubbling brook. There was nothing better than a freshwater river on the Appalachian Trail or a creek or a brook. My middle daughter, she went by LOL on the trail, but we wanted to call her Mountain Spa because every time she found a creek, a river, a stream, she would create a spa and hang out in it. And it was awesome. We wanted to call her Mountain Spa. I'll end with these words from Jesus in Luke chapter 6. For there is no good tree which produces bad fruit, nor is there, on the other hand, a bad tree which produces good fruit. So if you're from New England, it would read like this. A beech tree does not give you maple sap, and a maple tree doesn't give you beech sap. You don't want beech sap, by the way. It's bitter. It's not good. For only a maple tree can give maple sugar sap, And only a beech tree can give bitter beech sap. How you know a man or a person or a human is good? By the words that are coming out of their mouth. Evil people speak evil words, and righteous people speak righteous words. For it is with the mouth that the heart speaks. Has anyone tapped a maple tree before? I hope you had a chance to. Try it sometime. If, you get it, if you're in New England or if you're in the northern part of the United States and you get to tap a maple tree in the spring, there is nothing better than that first sap run. My grandfather used to have one of those crank ones, right? And he'd be cranking in, and then I'd go back behind him and I'd tap in, you know, this, the, the, the taps. Boy, I'd tap in one of those, those galvanized taps, and I'd go like this as a kid. And that first bit of maple sugar coming out, that maple sap, it's about 4% sugar that first run. And it was so sweet. And it's coming from the heart of the tree. But my grandfather was a jokester. And sometimes he might tap a birch tree or a beech tree. Oh, yay! You know, not paying attention. Tap that thing in there. Oh, oh. Man, it's bitter. Beach is just bitter. Jesus says, are you a a sweet tree that brings forth life? Or are you a bitter tree that brings forth bitterness, jealousy, anger, resentment? Your words will tell you. And if you don't know how you're speaking, ask your spouse. They'll let you know. Or your coworker. Imagine if we had the guts to say to a coworker, hey, I was reading in the Bible that words are a big deal. What do I do with my words? 
Can you tell me? Do I speak poorly about people? Do I talk down to people? Do I use vulgar language or rough talk? Anyone willing, daring to do that? To ask your coworker? To ask your spouse? I got to. I got to go home. My spouse is here, so she heard me. I can't get away now. She's going to tell me when we get in the car. Folks, the only way that we can change the heart of the tree, the heart of the human, is by confessing with our mouth, using words, that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead and that I need to be saved. That the heart inside of me is bitter, born that way. I need a heart transplant. I need a soul transplant. That God, that Jesus would bring me his life and his words as I confess my sins, I believe in him. I'll become a new tree that produces life-giving sap. And I continue daily to be in his word and continue daily praying, Lord, use me and the words that you give me. Lord, thank you so much that we can learn from nature. Thank you so much for maple trees. And thank you for beech trees too. The bears really love them. Thank you for maple syrup. Thank you for pancakes. Thank you, God, that there's no place that we can go that you aren't teaching us. When we even tap a tree, God, you knew that you spoke it. God, I love Jesus that you knew about maple trees when you said that over in the Middle East in the desert. That someday some New Englanders were going to use this as a sermon illustration and you would smile. Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, give us wisdom to call upon you to change us from the inside out by faith, through grace. It's a gift that we would accept the gift by confessing our sins and by believing in your name. And that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit so that life-giving sweet sap would come from our mouths. And in it, our co-workers would know your love. Our spouses would know your love. Our children would know your truth and your love. People that were around in grocery stores and corner stores and at mountains, that they would know your love because we are connected to the vine and we're putting forth life-giving sap from you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. We here at Loon Mountain Ministry are committed to loving God, serving community, and enjoying mountains. We want to thank you for being a part of our collective high five this week as we seek to be a light in the White Mountains and all around the world. Please feel free to reach out to us at info at loonmtnministry.com so we can get more connected. See you guys.